In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's game day. I'm super excited. The game is on at 1.20 here in the UK, and that's tomorrow. But I'm also here with Ian Wright, right, right. Ian, how are you? You know, I'm getting fired up. First time the Browns have been on Sunday night football in uh, quite a long time. So we'll call it Monday morning football for you. But yes, so uh, happy game night to you. Hang on a minute. We Surely the Browns have played on Sunday night recently, no? So we played uh, the Rams, I believe, last. Was it Sunday night that we played the Rams? We're not a very frequent. I don't frequent, know how you remember all the games, Ian. We're not it's a frequent regular run. guest of Sunday night football, so it's sometimes hard. But... Um, but yeah, I do believe that the, uh, the, I will tell you this, the Browns have not played a meaningful game on a Sunday night football in probably many lifetimes. So there you go. It's been a while though. What's the uh, biggest watched game? Is it Thursday, Sunday, or the Monday game? So this is a great debate amongst NFL fans. So it used to be the pinnacle game of the week was the Monday night football. And then Monday night football went to ESPN. So then they kind of invented the Sunday night football on NBC. So from there, you, Thursday night is watched, but not as much, just generally because you get kind of more interesting games. Like if you have a good game, people will watch because it's the only game on. The most distinguished commenting crew being like the Al Michaels, Collinsworth crew is the Sunday night football. Some people really like that four o'clock window with Romo and Nance, and some people still like Monday night football. So I will tell you the ratings for the Browns Ravens Monday night game was huge. So. I, Sunday night football can be tough to watch for me sometimes, especially if it's two teams that I don't care much about. So if it's, you know, the Falcons versus the, the Panthers, I don't have enough energy. It's like you've been watching football for like 10 straight hours and then you just get a game of like teams you don't, you know, if you're get, betting on it or you've got fantasy implications maybe. But if it's like a nice game, like, I mean, Browns-Giants is not going to be a huge draw for a lot of people outside of the Cleveland and the New York market. But if it's a big game, then a lot of people watch. So I would say it's still probably Sunday night. You get to see my girl, Carrie Underwood sing a little bit. So that's what I would say. Here we go, mate. Browns, Browns versus um, Browns versus Steelers. Would you want to watch it on a Thursday, a Sunday or a Monday night? Ooh. I would say Monday night first, Sunday night second. Thursday night third. Oh really? I I prefer the Monday night first. I, I really sorry yeah. Thursday night. Mon- I like the Thursday night games. The problem with the Thursday night is I never feel like we get the great I want the team to prepare and especially if the team's coming off a short week. Steelers. The reason I say Monday night is I want to be the only game that day. And I like the build up throughout the day. All the fans have time to get going, drinking, having some good time. And then the whole world sits there and watch, which they do on Sunday night, but like I said, there's just a little bit of fatigue watching that much football that long. We know the English don't necessarily watch it because it's on so late. It's like half one. Yeah, like I said, that's, that's insane for you guys. I think Jack's already getting ready for his nap, hence why he couldn't join us on the podcast. <clears throat> yeah, so I basically will uh, try a little snooze in a minute and make sure I wake up. Always scared I'm over to sleep. But let's get straight into the game. 
I've gone with 24-10, Browns to win against the Giants. What score are you going with? I do think the Browns are going to score. Uh, their defense is decent in the front. It's kind of, they're kind of like a mullet, right? There's their part, you know, they're decent in the front parties in the back. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have this one as Browns 34 giants, 24, 34, 24. And, uh, let's talk about the strengths and the weaknesses of the giants. Obviously Freddie's there. We're going to see peppers McCoy and, Oh, we got the whole, I think P, uh, Peter John Baptiste said there's 19 guys between the coaching staff the executives and the players that have ties to both the Giants and the Browns. So I can absolutely see uh, some good matchups here. But, yeah, our, our good buddy uh, Jabril Peppers will be in the secondary. But starting on the offense, so the Giants, the Giants struggle just because their offensive line is very weak. So their center Nick Gates, um, our old friend Kevin Zeitler, and Will Hernandez play their guards. So Hernandez was a highly touted guy, second-round pick, came out the Corbett years, and people had a lot of hype around him. He's not having his, very, his best season. Um, also, Cameron Fleming and then the first-round pick, Andrew Thomas, have really struggled. So the Giants' weakness on the offensive line is mainly their pass blocking. They just they don't do a very good job of protecting the quarterback, hence why Daniel Jones in the first half of the year had to run around like a chicken with his head cut off. And now with Colt McCoy back there, you're just going to see a line that can't hold the point of attack. You're going to see a guy like Colt McCoy that's going to get the ball out quick. So look for short underneath routes from Darius Slayton, you know, from Golden Tate, um, you know, they're going to do everything they can to get the ball out. And they spent that top pick on Saquon Barkley, and he's out. So now they're bringing in Wayne Gallman, the running back out of Clemson. And he hasn't been bad. I actually have him in my fantasy team tonight. So I'm thinking that the Giants are going to try to neutralize the pass rush of the Browns by running the ball. Um, Damian Ratley is another one. You may see him out there for a couple snaps. Um, I thought he Ohio, got dropped. He, uh, I thought they brought him back. Did they not? Oh, okay. I thought Ratley was back. They, the problem with the Giants is they flip-flop all their wide receivers, you know, six times past Sunday. But the other one, um, you know, they just have Evan Ingram. He's kind of their biggest I – was, I was scanning their uh, offense. But, yeah, I think Evan Ingram's probably their biggest weapon. Ultimately, he'd be going up against the Browns linebackers. This would be a game where you take somebody like Grant Delput and just put him right on uh, Evan Ingram and you say, hey, go at it, have fun. But Ingram's one you want to watch, Slayton and uh, – Tate are going to be guys that are just, like I said, they're going to be uh, your underneath guys. They don't really have a deep threat. So you're probably going to see your safeties play a little bit easier um, to the line. They're going to score. The Browns defense, as we know, is not fantastic. They have vulnerabilities. So it's one of those things where they're going to put up some points and they're, uh, you know, the Browns are just going to really have to just control the game. We've won a lot of games uh, the non-Brownsy way, if that makes sense. Yes, the opposite uh, of the norm. Yeah. Do you think this game could be our banana slip uh, skin and we could actually lose this game? You know, a lot of – I've heard that a lot. I would tend to agree with you if they didn't get beat last week. By losing last week, I actually think it will help Stefanski come in and go, you think you arrived. No. And you are correct, by the way. Ratley did get dropped by the Giants. He's actually in the Texans practice squad now, so bad job out of me. I'll have to edit that out to save face. You've got to know your ex-Browns players, mate. Well, you know, it's just it's tough. But 
Yeah, I think this is one of those ones where Stefanski will have them focused. I don't see them having one of those lulls. It's just they've done such a good job maintaining focus, not losing back-to-back games all year. So I think this is one of those games that really fits the Browns game plan and they can come out, they can control the game with the running game. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see them set up the pass or use the pass to set up the run. So the, obviously for those that are new to the podcast, um, Daniel Jones will be out. So Colt McCoy, the backup. So ironically enough, if you think about this from the NFC East, the Cowboys' day one starter, Dak Prescott, now going with Dalton, obviously had Garrett Gilbert, so they've on their backup. The um, Washington football team started with Dwayne Haskins, then went to Alex Smith, then went back to Dwayne Haskins. The Giants started with Daniel Jones, now they're on Colt McCoy. And the Eagles started with Carson Wentz, now they're on Jalen Hurts. So the NFC East is like the backup quarterback haven right now with everybody playing backup. But the, uh, the Giants' defense – they're, they're good up front. You know, you have decent play across the front line. They have Dexter Lawrence, um, the big man out of Clemson. They've got Leonard Williams, who they got from the, uh, from the Jets, ironically enough. So this is a game where the Browns need to just do what they're going to do, set up the run or get the running game going. You're going to be able to pass the ball. Their best cornerback, James Bradbury, is on the COVID-19 list. It's just one of those things where – we know Jabril Preppers kind of struggles in coverage, so I wouldn't be shocked. Here's something to watch for you, Paul. Watch what Jabril Peppers does when we start running the play action off of the wide zone. So one of the things that Peppers struggled with a lot when he was in Cleveland was he kind of he sold out a little bit to stop the run and would get burned in coverage. So don't be surprised if Stefanski takes advantage of the weakness and actually sits there and goes, okay, Jabril, are we running the ball or are we passing the ball? Because if he can get him to bite, then we're going to have some success. I will tell you that much. Do you think um, Daniel Jones is a NFL tier one or tier two quarterback? I wouldn't say tier one or tier two. Um, I think he, he can throw the ball. Like he's got a, he's got a good arm. I like his athleticism, so I do. I will say I do like that. Um, I think he would be a guy that if you brought him into a system and let him develop for a couple years, say under, like say you brought him into Green Bay during Rodgers' twilight years and said, okay, here's two or three years to develop. I actually think he would be a pretty decent quarterback. Like he can throw the ball pretty well. He was the sixth overall pick, wasn't he? Uh... Mm-hmm. Two years ago, 18 months ago. He was in the Dwayne Haskins draft, so 2019. Correct. The second year. Yeah. Mm, Tough one, isn't it? Very tough. Here's the Giants, and this is the Dave Gettleman flawed strategy, right? So they go out and get Saquon Barkley in that draft. Now, remember, Baker was the only team off the board, or Baker was the player off the board. So they had Josh Allen. They had um, Sam Darnold. You know, they had decent players there, and they decided to go with a running back. This is why you don't draft running backs in the top five. Saquon Barkley is going into his fourth year next year, okay, just like Baker. They're going to have to pay him, and they have not been good the entire time of his contract. So just as the time that you're hitting your stride, you don't have a running back anymore because they're either going to let him walk or they're going to overpay him like they are Zeke. So this is the the flawed strategy, you know, and the issue that they have is – 
They, their offensive line is very porous. You know, their best weapons with, you know, Sterling Shepard, who really can't stay healthy. I think he's back tonight. Darius Slayton, Golden Tate. These are guys, as we used to call them in Cleveland, we call them Jags, just another guy. And Evan Ingram, okay. I mean, he's, he's athletic. He's always hurt too. So instead of building a team around a quarterback, they drafted a running back. And then they drafted Andrew Thomas, who's been poop. And, I mean, we got Jedrick Wills six picks later, and he's absolutely night and day ahead of Andrew Thomas. So you have a couple bad draft picks, and you're going to set your team back. And how they beat the Seahawks a couple weeks ago, I haven't a clue. But the Browns need to go out and handle their business because I'm going to tell you, Miles Garrett, if Browns defense may not be a bad start. There's a potential you could have a strip sack fumble. You could have an interception. Because Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon going up against Cameron Fleming and Andrew Thomas, that's, that's problematic for them. So that's why I think they're going to try to at least run the ball, look for them to run behind Zeitler. We know he's a good run-blocking guard. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the Browns should be able to handle their business. The reason I said 24 is I think the Browns are going to get up 34-10, 34-17. They're going to get up a little bit and give up some garbage time. I mean, it's, it's, it's the NFL, right? And I will say it would be nice to see Denzel Ward back uh, in the – I believe they're doing – are they doing white tops and brown pants? Is that what I saw? I haven't seen it, you know. I thought they put that out there, so we may have missed that. But, you know, it'll be nice to see him back out there uh, doing his thing. Ultimately, I just want to see the guys come out of the game healthy. I want to see them being able to kind of just get back into the flow. Um, you know, we're obviously going to be down a couple safeties uh, in Ronnie Harrison and Andrew Sandejo. I know that that makes Browns Nation very upset. So you're going to see more of Seldrick Redwine and Carl Joseph today. So, you know, we'll get, we'll get that there. But outside of that, uh, linebackers like to see Mac Wilson – do something. He's struggling lately for staying on the Browns side of the ball. But yeah, this is a game I think the Browns defense, you know, should be able to make a player to keep them under. If they can keep the, the Giants under 25 points. I think that's a win. And ultimately, I think the offense gets above 30. I know this is not a draft show, but yeah, 2018, Baker Mayfield, then Barkley, then Darnold, then Ward, Ward. then Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. Then Quinton yeah. Nilsson, and then Josh Allen. Yep. So even so, Giants. Even if you had taken the guard, Quinton Nelson, at least you'd have an All Pro. At least yeah. you have an All Pro guard. I mean, you think about all those picks. Josh Allen would have been a better pick. And listen, this isn't revisionist history. There were very few smart people saying that Saquon should have gone too. Yes, he's a great player, but Josh Allen, Quinton Nelson, Bradley Chubb, Denzel Ward. Sam Darnold, I feel like he would have been better in the Giants than he is with the Jets, but that's beside the point. You'd still have to draft somebody around him. So, hey, Browns uh, fans Minka, know. Minka Fitzpatrick was heavily linked with the Browns. Yeah, yeah, he was. But if you think about it, remember when the Browns took Trent Richardson? How did it work yep. out? Didn't doesn't work out. If if you're mm. the Green Bay Packers or you're the, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers or you're the Kansas City Chiefs, say the Chiefs trade. Some player, I don't know, uh, Chris Jones for a first-round pick. And the team's thinking, like, oh, they're going to be good. And then all of a sudden, the quarterback gets hurt, and the Chiefs end up with a top-five pick. And you have Saquon sitting out there, and you're like, we got to take this guy. Then, yeah, that makes sense. But teams that are building, taking running backs doesn't make sense. And I said that then. All these people are pounding the table. If you take Barkley, you take Barkley. No, you don't. Charlie, Charlie Whitehurst or uh, Kevin Hogan and, and Saquon Barkley is not good. And there was like, oh, we'll take Barkley at one and then the best available quarterback at four. No, 
You don't do that. Now, hindsight, I guess we could have went Saquon and uh, Josh Allen, but okay, well, you want two running backs, as, jo- as uh, Jack would say? So, I don't know. I, Jack, I don't has, know. Mate, Jack does want you to talk about Nick Chubb, though, mate. Oh, yeah, again, take the receiving over prop for Nick Chubb. Um, which is ironic because I think they're going to shadow. I think Blake Martinez is a decent tackling linebacker. The Giants defense isn't terrible. You know, their strength is obviously Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson, Leonard Williams up front. The problem is they're going up against the Browns' biggest strength. Um, Obviously, we know Teller's out, so it'll be good to see what Hubbard can do fitting in there. Um, He's played well. Did you see anything on Austin Hooper? Is he going to be back? Or is he a game-time decision? I think he's clearly out, mate. They've, they've ruled him out? I think so, but I'll find out now as we are talking. So, But either way, if that's the case, we're still going to need our guys, uh, David Njoku, and we're going to need Harrison Bryant to step up. So, Oh, no. Um, okay, I need to get this accurate. I need to get some accurate news. Um, where are you be watching the game later on, mate? From my couch. And you're not affected by this new lockdown or anything in America? Are you, are you all good? Well, I mean, Illinois is. I just, I don't go anywhere. I, I stay in my house. I go to work. I'm an essential worker, so to say. I, I don't know who makes that call. But yeah, I, I go to work. I come home. I work on the house. So the wife and I are enjoying it. We did the Christmas tree and the decorations and all that stuff. So, you know, I, keep, I, I live a simple life there, Paul. I live a simple life. Just like yourself. Don't we all, yeah. So... Oh, there's also some other big news. It is the the semi-finals of the fantasy Paul Brown podcast league as well. That is correct. The uh, the fighting Jack Duffins taking on the fighting Jack Currys. Um, unfortunately for the Duffins, uh, Josh Allen came out and uh, wrecked a little rough shop on him, dropped a 36 burger, and then uh, McCurry went with the double uh, – double tandem he went with the Diggs beasley combo so he racked up a nice uh let's see 80 points between those three guys add that to darren waller's 30 burger and uh the old fighting duffins are are chasing their tail on this one not good mate not good at all so, poor old jack and how yeah. are you looking mate well in the other semi-final uh our, our guy mike brown's uk he's uh i i have to be careful i'm, I'm going at him a little bit hard on uh twitter but he uh, started Derek Carr, who, uh, who may have Ooh. tweaked a groin about 30 seconds into the game, so his two points didn't really do. Mike Davis couldn't get in the end zone. Uh, Ta- Big Bob Tanyan got in, so Michael Thomas out. Yeah, he's had, he's had some toughness. And listen, this is, this is what fantasy football is all about. You know, it's all about perseverance. So, you know, it, it could be uh, me and Jack McCurry in the finals, but, you know, my team's got to finish business, so – my combination of Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson in a two-quarterback league is, uh, is leading me to the promised land. Let's hope it keeps up. All right, mate. Well, look, enjoy the game. We'll be uh, talking hopefully afterwards. And, yes. uh, yeah. Well, get, get yourself a little nap and get ready. Uh, there's not really a ton of good afternoon games on, to be honest with you, for us. So there's a couple decent ones, but nothing that I think you guys should uh, – stay up to to watch i mean the 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 saints and the chiefs is a decent one yeah that's uh, a great game drews is back right yeah that's the afternoon game so i'm talking about the 12 o'clock games you're talking about niners cowboys seahawks redskins patriots dolphins bears vikings jacksonville ravens falcons uh bucks texans colts and tennessee detroit that's a stinky burger i'm going to costco yeah 
All right, well, I'm super buzzed. I'm going to get a little nap, and then I'll see you later on. Absolutely. And you know what we're going to be saying tonight is 10 and 4. 10 and 4. So, let's uh, get it done. Let's get a Browns about coming Going against Freddie Kitchens. Yeah, I will say this. I like Freddie. Freddie's a good dude. Um, I hope that Freddie has a lot of success running an offense that's not very good. Um, you know, the thing with Freddie is I just think it's a situation he was put in. By the way, um, I don't know if you saw this, Paul. Did you see who is working with Jack's favorite GM, Howie Roseman? I do know this, mate, and that's uh, my mate, Dorsey. Yes. Mr. Paul Brown. We're going to wait that sick giant there, Paul Brown. Yeah. Beautiful. So, all right. Well, good stuff. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Jack later and how Dorsey's pretty good at picking players. It just the, the whole function didn't really work. Uh, we needed an adult in the room, and we got it. So, good luck to Freddie. I like Freddie. I would still have a beer with Freddie. He's a good dude. Um, so, enough with the Freddie slander online. So, all right, buddy. You go, good mate. Stuff. I'll talk to you. Cheers, mate. Go Browns. Go Browns.